Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, we're power ranking the Big 12. Also something Tech and Baylor fans should be celebrating on Monday, regardless of Saturday night's result. And asking the question, can, will Texas Tech restore home field advantage to Jones Stadium? We get into it next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech. Your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Glad to have you along for the ride again on Locked On Texas Tech. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen with new episodes each weekday subscribe on youtube or anywhere you get podcasts and today's episode brought to you by bet online bet online has you covered top to bottom inside out all season long with more props odds and lines than ever before get there today to get ready for another big football weekend with bet online where the game starts he's the only chris level i'm casey cowan and kind of a conversation we could begin i think chris here as it relates to Joey McGuire's rebuild from whatever level, wink, wink, uh, you might think that is as he takes over here in year number one. Good place to start on your home field, right? And as you prepare to welcome in the Baylor Bears coming up Saturday evening, uh, it's been a, a pretty enjoyable home run so far. Once upon a time, really tough place to play, uh, Jones Stadium, especially on a Saturday night. You lost that over the last decade, but it's no small feat, uh, I think, Chris, to, to please the home fans first. And so far, Texas Tech has done that this year. Yeah, I mean, you're you're 4-0 at home, and I think you've had a couple of really good wins. Uh, the one over Houston, yeah. the one over Texas, obviously, you know, everybody storms the field and uh, things like that. And that's been... That's been fun, and that's been not not easy to get done. And I, you, you know, my my question, which is interesting, is that because see, I think you get to this point in these seasons, and there's kind of these games where, like, I don't know if this is necessarily the game, but boy, it sure kind of feels like it. Where you feel like, man, this really kind of gets you over the hump on the season, as opposed to just kind of treading water. And because I think if you win this one. Boy, you're you're all of a sudden two games above 500 overall. You're above 500 in the league with your record, and it's a home environment. It's sold out. All those things. Whereas if you lose it, well, you feel like okay, you got one last week. You dominated, and then you kind of give it back. And it's just kind of like you know this this uh, mediocrity treadmill, if you will. And so I, I'm I'm just I'm, I'm wondering. My question to you though would be: Have you? have you done your part to get home field advantage back or are we not there yet? You know, you know what I'm asking? I mean, have you not seen enough yet? Cause you've had, I mean, Oh, this- wait, wait, wait. I was about to say, I'm offended by what you're asking because I'll have, you know, it's been tall boys or nothing so far this season for me. <laughs> My tailgate game is right. So you're actually talking about what I've seen, I guess on the, field. yes, okay, yes. Like, like, sure. like whether, whether you feel hey. like that, you 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 have done right by the fans, you know, and like okay, if 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 you lose the the other three home games, you know, I think we probably have a different sense of your home schedule than than we do right now yes. when you're four and zero. I just I don't know if you've done enough quite yet to say, oh man, it's a tough place to play. Like look out, it's a nightmare when you come in there. I don't know if it's 
if it's that yet. But you seem like you're you're working your way toward that. But I just think you could kind of give it back a little bit if you don't get it done Saturday night. Does that make sense? Yeah, and no doubt about it. And I don't think I have seen enough yet, uh, clearly, to say that um, it's back or that it's reestablished. Um, this would go a long way. But at the same time, Chris, there's not a win available, I don't believe, remaining at home that will be bigger than what you've already gotten, that being the one against the Longhorns. And it's going to be fun to smack around Oklahoma if you're able to do that. I'm sure they'll get right by the 12th game. <laughs> they'll roll into Lubbock and just have a ball. But there's not – I think that statement is true, that there's not a a more feel-good-for-your-fan-base win out there still remaining technically. But reigning Big 12 champs Saturday night, uh, a team you've had some really tight ones with in some recent seasons, some really frustrating ones uh, in some recent seasons, means a lot to me. Uh, when you think about the Kansas Jayhawks, we don't really think anything. Uh, but the Oklahoma Sooners, <laughs> yeah. still a blue blood coming to town, even though they ha their blood hasn't been all that blue. It's been more coagulated this season than anything else. Yeah. But I agree with what you're saying in that you lose those three games, we're not talking about some restored home field advantage by any stretch of the imagination. And I guess I would say that, you know, there might be room for a loss, I suppose, in one of these last three, and I'll feel better about it. But I want a winning home record. And I would love to have an unbeaten, this is breaking news, home run. And I certainly feel like you're a good enough football team to do that also at this point in the season, Chris. So for me personally speaking, that adds to uh, kind of the anticipation because I, I think you're good enough to have that type of expectation for yourself, right? Yeah, and, and Calvin, you're going to have a winning record at home because you've, you've got seven home games. You've already won four of them. But here's my question to you. Which one of these – games and again things may change but which one of these games are you going to look at at home and go okay I get it they were probably better than you were and I don't know if there's any left that you would say that about because if you lose against Baylor I think very evenly matched teams I mean this one could go either way this is a swing yeah. game type deal like we thought last weekend was and it was a lopsided uh, victory I think this one is is much more uh closer as far as like the competitiveness between the two teams, the way they're built, the way that they're structured and, and obviously, and, and all those things, the way they're coached and all that stuff. But if you lose against Kansas, that's a bad loss. I mean, I, I think not feel good. No, it's not. And I think that you, that's a, that's a game really, when you start looking at bowl eligibility and all that, you're going to look at it and go, man, you really need to, to put that in the win column, you know, to get to where you want to go. Because we don't know how the game in Fort Worth is going to go, which is sandwiched in between these Baylor and Kansas games. I mean, that, that one, on paper anyway, could be the toughest game you have left. I mean, it's the seventh-ranked team in the country. They haven't lost yet. All that, talking about TCU. And in Oklahoma, who the heck knows what, what situation that they'll be in to finish it up. They could be playing that game to try to get to a bowl game. They could be playing that game to try to, you know, I, I don't know. You just don't know what you'll get there. And if Dylan Gabriel plays in that game, I would say watch out. If he doesn't play in it, boy, it, it sure looks like it might be a, a good day for the Red Raiders. But uh, you but, haven't but been I, perfect. Go ahead. No, he hasn't. But well, he's but he's he's been really good. I think he's been the least of their problems when he's played. They've they've been a nightmare to deal with. It's the defense that's been a problem. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna yeah. say that, that Texas Tech so far hasn't been perfect at home as far as the experience. And I know it's not going to be perfect as far as uh the experience when the season is all said and done chris and some of those times where you did have that home field advantage during the mike leach era i mean those weren't per perfect runs on your home schedule either but 
I think you understood that if there's a team coming in that you might be punching up at rankings wise or whatever it might be, that's where the the home field advantage was really going to be noticeable because you would make it look abnormal. But here's something abnormal as compared to maybe some of those years. Uh, you could be a favorite in these games. It's hard to imagine against Oklahoma, even as down as they are. But you're no, be a I think, but there's a Kansas. chance. I there's mean, a chance you could be. I mean, like so you're slight. not exactly punching up in those right. situations, even though again, it's it's the freaking Oklahoma Sooners. But I just to this point in the season, I would just describe it in that. I'm happy to go to Jones Stadium because it does feel like that aforementioned era uh, over a decade ago, you got a chance. You've always got a chance. You're going to compete till it's all said and done. Probably the third quarter, the game's still going to be interesting. The fourth quarter, the game's still going to be interesting. You're getting your money's worth. I know last week's fourth wasn't all that interesting, but that was for good reasons. You get what I'm saying? I just, as a fan, I, I just want to know a team is not going to lay down and die if the, the first or second <laughs> quarter sucks. It's a long day. It's three to four hours, right? And so I I don't want to crown them yet, but I feel like you can almost take it to the bank that Joey McGuire will have a team at Jones Stadium uh, that's going to give you a, a chance in the second half, still be very much engaged and entertained. And that, that's not the ultimate destination, but that, that's a nice step to take, right? <laughs> crown them. I love the Dennis Green uh, <laughs> reference. Yeah, I mean, you want to crown them? Crown them. He, he he was a little more colorful than that, but uh, yeah, man, uh, that 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 was a, that was a good little post uh, post game press conference clip right there. I just know that when you had not even some of your better teams or better runs, it was a big time challenge coming to Lubbock, Texas, especially on a Saturday night, and we've gotten so far away from that. You want to get back to it and to boot. Obviously, it's good for your football team. It's also just a lot of fun for your fan base, and I'm wanting more of that. Oh, yeah. And I know that, I know that you heard uh, the same thing I did actually this week on the Locked On Podcast Network on Locked On Baylor. Uh, the host Drake Toll, who I hope by now you guys have taken in our bonus crossover episode. Drake and I got crossfaded in all the appropriate Baptist friendly ways. <laughs> Uh, and had a conversation regarding the Red Raiders and the Bears. Check out that bonus episode on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. But uh, on Lockdown Baylor this week, they were visiting with a former Bears quarterback, J.J. Joe. Is he now a broadcaster, Chris? He he does the uh, color analyst work for the radio broadcast, has done it for many, many years with the uh, play-by-play guy John Morris. And so, yeah, J.J. Joe's seen – he's seen Baylor kind of – all over the place over when they, time. yeah, in their heyday when they've kind of dipped back down, they're trying, they're kind of trying to get keep it back up again. But uh, yeah, and he was an early nineties QB. Yep. He played, uh, believe for Grant Taff in the from ninety to ninety three, which ironically enough, that's the last time the Bears uh, have won a game in Lubbock. I believe nineteen ninety <laughs> is the correct year. Uh, the conversation on Locked On Baylor uh, with Mister Joe had to do with how tough it was to, to to play football in Lubbock on a Saturday night or otherwise, but just in general in West Texas. I told people before, I said, hey, look, I really believe that Lubbock was the hardest place that I had that I played in when I was at when I was in school. I played at UT, we played at Nebraska, we played at Colorado, we played a lot of places, we played at AM, but it's something about Lubbock. It's something about being there at night, the noise level, the loudest game I ever played in was not at 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 AM, was not at UT, was at Lubbock at night, and I could not hear myself call a snap count. Uh and I couldn't tell you why, but I just it just shocked me. So they can expect that and I hope we're ready to fight, man. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I think that that's where you just kind of sense that this game is just set up 
perfectly for you in many ways to really kind of get over the hump and have like a big one and and like you know you, you you've set up a heck of an opportunity here and it's all because you know Baylor won at home last week against Kansas and you won last week versus West Virginia and it just kind of sets it up because we'll talk about our power rankings here in a little bit but this is kind of going to determine who is in that I don't know next tier of teams in the Big 12 yeah. or, or who kind of dips a bit uh, because this is kind of a show and tell type game and are you in the top half or are you just kind of in the really in the middle of the pack kind of pointed downward but it just sets up for I just hope you take advantage of it and I feel like we've been asking a lot lately but you just want to win you're starved you're yes. ready to get back to where you 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 were in the you know, in the in the mid to late two thousands, and you're used to winning eight or nine games a year, and you know you had the one year where you went to you know in two thousand eight where you you won ten of them, uh, or eleven of them I should say. But it, it's just yeah, it's just right there, and you can kind of. But this is kind of get over the hump game instead of a get off the mediocrity treadmill type game. Brittany Mahomes is not coming to town to see a loser, boys. So tighten up, straighten up, sharpen up. Uh, as Chris alluded to. Big 12 power rankings are on deck. Dead ahead, so get limbered up. Speaking of getting over humps, are you trying to get over the embarrassing sweat stain or odor hump? Because if you are, great news is next in three, two, one. Sweat block available to you right now. And this is not some new fandangled medicated wipe. Some snake oil salesman is trying to pitch you. Nope, over 10 years on Amazon with over 10,000 five-star reviews. They were invented by a doctor, guaranteed to work, or you don't pay. They call it the Sweat Block Dry Shirt Guarantee. If Sweat Block doesn't keep you dry, you're getting your money back, but don't expect it back because it's going to keep you dry. It's going to give you your confidence back. If someone you love or you yourself is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweat Block and save 20%. With the promo code locked on, that's promo code locked on at sweatblock.com, also available on Amazon. It's Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. You want us to be subscribed because bonus episodes coming at you hot and heavy this week. Did you catch voices from the YouTube comments? Did you catch the Texas Tech Baylor Crossfade episode? If you were subscribed, you had a chance to. You knew when it was hitting the ground. So get subscribed if you're not yet, because now you just look like Boo Boo the Fool at the water cooler, not knowing anything about sequencing or what two sections <laughs> will do to your perception of an IV, right? Yes, yes, that's right. That's right. But you can still catch up on those episodes or anything else you might have missed. You can do it now on the uh, Locked On Texas Tech YouTube channel or anywhere you get podcasts. Thanks to those who are subscribed already. We began with roughly 65% of those viewing the program on YouTube unsubscribed. Disgusting, appalling, just totally unacceptable. And now cooking around 49% unsubscribed. So we are chopping that wood and making hay on our way to 100% subscribers only. I think we all get jackets at that point, so we should all be interested in this. <laughs> like le like letter jackets? I'm thinking something yeah, along that's the lines. Right. Maybe that's a right. little more like members Lots. only feel, but something okay. where like patches are involved for sure. Okay. down the No qualifier patches, by the way. 
Thomas Always caution every up and comer about a letter jacket. I never got mine hardly out of the plastic wrap, but some of these guys, you know, you decorate them like a Christmas tree. Now, if you're winning things, totally appropriate. Buddy of mine, though, once upon a time, we made the playoffs, just made them, bounced in the first round, boom, five district qualifier patch. No, I think we uh, threw the jacket in a pit uh, in Littlefield because that wasn't going to meet that type of Wildcat magic standard. Sadly for his family, he was still wearing the jacket when we threw it in the pit. I'll give um, you my okay. my letter jacket story was uh, I I uh, I may I played varsity uh, basketball as a sophomore. Thought that was a big deal. Thought I was big time and all that. that I also I also went to a uh, high school with a would be all American. Well, I won't I won't uh, sh- you know t- tell you that uh, I mean, he did go to University of Texas. So Nancy Lieberman, uh, B- Blake Brockemeyer in Fort Worth, ah, Texas, and he was an All American offensive lineman signing with UT. But he's walking around. I'm like walking around with the patches, like, hey, shows that I've hey, I've been on this varsity team for a few years, man. Look out, my number was on there. He's like walking around with patches of like America down his sleeves. I'm like, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, don't get your picture taken next to him, man. Like, you know, just uh, yeah, go. They go know the me way. in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. But shout out to the letter jacket, man. I, I think those, uh, Always a those day, we need to bring those things back, man. Yeah, no doubt about it. I see those double T's every once in a while. Slick, yeah. slick look. All right. I think this has given everyone enough time to get limbered up because now it's serious business time to get the hamster on the wheel, plug in that good old fashioned heat lamp because the big 12 must be power ranked. Does anybody know what this is? This is I am the key master. very powerful okay it takes hold of you everybody ready let's roll hope you're limbered up power ranking with those legs not with the back safety first then, of course, teamwork. I'm seeing this thing clear as day, Chris. This is like the first week ever, well, this season, or maybe ever in the history of me doing power rankings anywhere at any time. I actually feel like there's clarity on this list. Are, are you picking any of that up? Some of the results recently maybe have uh, made for some separation? You've, you've got, let me guess, you've got Oklahoma and Texas ranked 15th and 16th in a 10-team league. Am I, am I close to right? You're close, but you're not right. <laughs> Um, all kidding aside, yeah, I, I think they're. I think we're starting to see so, some tears. There's a clear number one to me. There's a clear number ten to me. That that's the the easiest part. Then you start <laughs> you start filling it in. What tears are you talking about? <laughs> Long, Longhorn, Longhorn tears. Yeah, you're, you're, you mean them literal? I, I was going T I E R. But oh my uh, bad, yeah. my bad. I was thinking Scott. Yeah, and, and and I and I think there's games this weekend which cleared up even further because there's head-to-head results yeah. here and it starts to really kind of separate a bit on who's a contender and in, in, in for the league championship game and who who's not. Because, I mean, TCU, for all intents and purposes, man, they have basically have a two-game lead in the league race because the, 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 the two closest teams, Oklahoma State and Kansas State, they've just beat them in back-to-back weeks. So there, there's Amazing. really nobody, you know, and that's, 
and those two teams play each other this week. And so, which is going to drop one even further down. And so the winner of that game really kind of starts to, so, and, and this tech Baylor game, you know, this weekend is going to, I mean, that you're going to look at it and start looking at the league standings, boy, you're right in the thick of this thing all of a sudden, if you can get a win on Saturday night in Lubbock, but yeah, let's, uh, let's get to the rankings here. You ready? Yeah. Would you like the honors? You want me to roll out? Well, we, uh, you know what, uh, we, you, you want to do it in tandem. You want to go one at a time. Hey, I'm, I'm, uh, this is your show, man. I'm just here along for the ride. I'll lock arms with you and we'll skip down this power <laughs> ranking field. Uh, okay. Well, I'll start. Let me start at the top. Okay. I have Texas Christian as the number one team on the list. And I feel like there is no other option. The affirmation, no, there's, there's Oklahoma not. state Cowboys. I feel the same way about it. Number two, are we, in agreement so far, what's yep. your one and two look like? Nope. You're, you're, I think you're dead on. Yeah. That, Frogs that's and Cowboys. One. Yep. I, I I think somebody might make an argument as to where this team is headed on this list. But as for right now, I'm still I'm still keeping the Purple Wildcats there. I, I just have so much trouble dropping them three. below. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, we're 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 we agree so far. And it's because of who's number four. That is your Texas Tech Red Raiders. And I just I when I think about Wildcats or Red Raiders, we're not far enough quite removed, maybe, uh, from that head-to-head matchup for me to vault Texas Tech, even though it was uh, highly impressive, the separation they gained between themselves and the Mountaineers. So my top four, Frogs, Cowboys, Wildcats, and Red Raiders. Are we still are we still simpatico? I, I, no, we're not. All right. I, 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 yeah, yeah. I uh, Look, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out I, – I think Tech and Baylor are four and five in whatever order you okay. want to put them in. I, I don't know. Do you let – me, let me just ask you this. Do you have Baylor fifth? Number five. Okay, yeah. Yep. So we, we, we would agree there that they're four and five. <laughs> I have them flip-flop. Here's why. I, I think while it's not some great win, it is a win away from, you know, Waco. Red, the Red Raiders have not oh, okay. won a game yep. away from Lubbock. And I'm looking to kind of break a tie. It's a win in Ames. And while, like this year, they're dead last in my power ranking. Spoiler alert! But the Red Raiders haven't won a names. It's 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 been very difficult sledding up in names. And I think mm-hmm. that I don't want to just gloss over winning a game away. That's just not. That's that's the next thing you need to kind of check off the list here. And you've only got two other opportunities. You're in Fort Worth, and you're in the aforementioned Ames, Iowa. Those are the only two road games you've got left. But I think that's the that's the one kind of way I break the tie. Now, obviously, they're going to play this weekend. Head-to-head result will uh, outweigh anything. But that's kind of where I, I think people may be surprised as to kind of where you are in the pecking order right now and conference standings and all those things. Because this game, the winner of this game really does have a chance to keep pushing and, and, and be in the mix for the Big 12 championship game. But if you lose it, if you lose it and you get that third conference loss, I don't want to say it eliminates you, but boy, it's going to be an uphill climb. One, not many games left. And two, you're you're losing the head-to-head result against somebody right there. And, and it's just that there's just not a lot of games left. You need a lot of help at that point. But yeah, that that's my four and five. Uh, and I guess we just have them opposite, but that was why I went with Baylor fourth and Tech fifth. But but either way, same neighborhood, man. I do like the point, and uh, I, I agree with some of what you're saying. After consulting some of my data, uh, <laughs> I've still come up with uh, screw Baylor. So number five on my list. All right, now the 
I can't hate it. I, I respect it. I, I respect. Hey, we've got it, our man. own methods, our own yes, data. That's, that's right. That's animal right. attack videos, etc. Uh, okay, so the bottom half of this son of a gun. You want me well, to give you mine because we're going to be very different here with our methods and data. I think I I, I already know who's nine and ten in your ranking, and if you can I don't know if you do that. Okay, okay, I'll I'll, I'll let you go. I'll let you go. First. Number six, I have the Iowa State Cyclones. Number seven, I have Kansas. Number eight, I have West Virginia. Number nine, I have the Oklahoma Sooners. And that completes my Big Twelve power rankings. So Texas isn't even ranked. Who's that? Texas. I, you're cutting out. <laughs> Oh, tech. Well, I didn't rank Texas because uh, the hell with them. That's yeah, yeah. What I, about, well, know, I care about a team uh, I, pissing its I, pants I, in Stillwater. I, re- I respect. I respect the bit, dude. I mean, I, I got to tell you, man. Peace. Yeah, I mean, hey, um, yeah, that, that's. Uh, so yeah. sorry to Oklahoma. You're dead last now. Number nine. <laughs> What's your bottom half look like, Chris? Yeah. So I I, I went. Uh, I went, I went Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, West Virginia, Iowa State in that order. That's who rounds it up. Iowa State hasn't been able to find a win. I do think it's interesting, the, the Iowa State-Oklahoma game this week, because Iowa State, man, they have one of the best defenses in the country, uh, statistically and otherwise. Yes, yeah. Even in the Big 12, I mean, they, they've lost, I think, four straight games by a combined 14 points. Okay, so – I'm kind of fascinated to see kind of if they can get out of the cellar with the with the win over Oklahoma. Both of those teams are coming off of a bye week. Uh, we may pick these games later in the week, but uh, yeah, just to me, Iowa State's uh, dead last, uh, and and West I, Virginia I, just got they got embarrassed, man. Uh, so I, I I kept them ninth. Where'd you have Oklahoma last week? Because that seems like a, a high entry for Oklahoma in a while. Or am I? Well, and here, here's why. Oklahoma and Kansas are right there at seven and eight. But, yeah. I mean, I give the head-to-head because yeah. Oklahoma beat them, you know. And it wasn't pretty. I mean, I don't want, I don't think Oklahoma should feel too good about it because they gave up a ton of points to the Jayhawks. But they, they beat them uh, straight up. And Dylan Gabriel comes back, and I just thought he played really well. Uh, that's one of the r- few bright spots for the Sooners right now. But uh, and and Kansas again, maybe if they get their dude back at quarterback, maybe they'll still catch fire here again or uh, get hot. I hope not because the Red Raiders are right around the corner on their uh, schedule. But that's kind of what it looks like. This has been you know a, a fun league though to to kind of follow and cover because it's so yeah. jumbled up. And I really think, I really think now that we look at it, man, I mean. TCU and Oklahoma State are really the only shots you have at a playoff uh, berth or boom. Do we Oklahoma, have one really? Well, and, and I, I mean TCU is gonna—they're gonna have to, for the most part, win out. And and if they do oh, lose yeah. a game, it's gonna have to be really close. It's gonna have to be against somebody that had a pretty good year. And we'll see or what Texas. else happens. <laughs> yeah, blue blood. No, really. Yeah. What is what's? I, I don't know if you know this off the top of your head, but I'm trying to think what the most valuable. Horn Frog wins are that are I guess it's Texas or I mean seriously well, it's, it's probably against Oklahoma State honestly Oklahoma I mean that's State. the that's the next highest ranked team that they've I mean because Oklahoma State still I think ranked ninth in the well, in the, yeah, in the polls guess, yeah and they're but, six and one I, I don't know if they're that good but they beat everybody else and they should have beaten TCU that's the, I'm just well I'm trying to play the media game like who's gonna well Texas and, and, Christian into a playoff I'm kind of down right. on the Big Twelve shot man. Yeah, that right. that's why they they really don't have as much margin for error as some of these others. Because yeah. I mean, there may be an argument for a two loss SEC team for goodness sakes, or oh, sure. one of those one of those Big Ten teams. If you're Ohio State or Michigan, if if the losses 
or against each other or uh, another, you know, another good loss against another upper tier Big Ten team. I'm not sure. But when when Oklahoma or Texas don't win the league, the league stinks. That's the national yeah, no, narrative. I, I hear you. Yeah. And Texas Christian as well, a guess what? Bear, I mean, Oklahoma, Oklahoma and uh, and and Texas stink. And I and I I don't I don't think the league I don't think the league is, is I think the league's been awesome and I, I do think too. I do think it's getting some respect man I really do I think that that I, I get what you're saying too you know what was- analytics Chris you cannot deny some of these analytical measurements that have got the Big Twelve positioned when as it relates to some quality of, of team measurements just behind the SEC you may be surprised to hear but honestly you look at some of those for whatever they're worth. I think that's why maybe some of that uh, credibility is out there. I don't know. It, it will never be the media. They will never hype the Big 12. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I swear. And Texas Christian being in the Metroplex, they get as much undue credit as anyone, not yeah. named Texas or Oklahoma. But you, we've already done this exercise with Baylor and Texas Christian. If yep. the Cowboys are at the top of I mean, it's just – and and I'll be honest, it, it, I don't care if uh, if it's not Texas Tech. I really don't care. I mean, in fact, I yeah, I, I'll just I'll just tell you straight up, if it's not Texas Tech, I hope that nobody else gets into the playoffs. I don't. I know it, it hurts the league from a money standpoint. You and, and I, I ain't getting a Big Twelve check if we go it, to the playoffs. Exactly. And I'm rooting against. I'm rooting against whoever it is, anyways, man. I mean, I'm, I'm just not percent. a Big Twelve. Big Twelve. I mean, I, you if know, I could maybe, high five you through the screen. I would. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe shame on us, you know, because all those SEC fans and they, no. they root for the league and all that stuff. But I, I just can't do it, man. Screw no. everybody. Yeah, TTU. What are we feeling shame for next in comparison to those SEC folks <laughs> going to the yeah. bathroom indoors? Yeah, Which I don't anyway. So I don't know why I'm using that as an example. That's strange. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'll be rooting for the Mountaineers this weekend. I mean, I, I'm, I don't mind telling you. Yeah, I'll be I'll be rooting for the uh, for the ears uh, this weekend versus the Horn Frogs. I mean, sorry, shoot me. There's no doubt about it, and I will not. I will only dap you up next time I see you for that uh, <laughs> screw everybody but Texas Tech stance, which is what I've always felt like was the only appropriate one uh, for Red Raiders. Uh, the O-double-T-V-E, you threw it on them last week or earlier this week, and, and they were loving it in the YouTube comments. So uh, keep that rolling. It's us versus everybody. I think uh, coming up to wrap up today's program, I actually want to praise both programs in this matchup and give you something that – Tech and Baylor fans should be celebrating on Monday, uh, if nothing else. I'll tell you what that is coming up dead ahead on Lockdown I'm intrigued. Tech. But first, our friends at Jay's Salsa Company providing the latest wire-to-wire report. Pacific, Atlantic, Canada, America's hat, Mexico, America's boots. We're trying to cover these four corners all across these 50 United States as they are shipping out this Red Raider family recipe at jsalsacompany.com. Anywhere in the U.S. And, uh, Chris, I hear there's some new entries. Kansas. Okay. Check check that off the list. Uh, shout out to Wyoming. Okay. Wyoming. We're shipping, what up, yeah, Wyoming? We're shipping Jay Salsa out to the lovely state of Wyoming. Freaking Makes awesome, sense. man. Yes. Yeah. Love it. And and, and I, I shout out to our man, uh, Dean Strong. Okay, he's uh, he's got a son that's going to play some football at Texas Tech. So appreciate you, uh, Coach Strong, for uh, I don't know if you're a coach, just a general term, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate you purchasing uh, this product, man. That, that's that's awesome. I found out from the owners uh, of, of this uh, of the Jay Salsa Company and all that stuff, man, and and awesome 
Texas Tech vibes with this whole thing. It's going out all across the U.S. You can buy it locally uh, here in Lubbock or, or, or in the surrounding areas in the Metroplex. I think all that parts of New Mexico and all that. United, H-E-B uh, in New Mexico. Albertsons is is got some uh, options there for you. So make sure you're buying it. You can get the, the regular. You can get the hot. You can cocktail them together. Do your thing, man. It's chips and hot sauce weather. Oh, yeah. And trick statement question whatever that was because all weather is chips and hot sauce weather there's no question about it i don't know uh you could be really like helping the red raider recruiting effort if you just got you got like a real good football player in your town somewhere you ship in this red and black jar let them taste it you say they got more of this in lubbock boom southern california five-star running back is headed to west texas to get more of jay's salsa because he wants it and he wants it now off of that grocery store shelf so do your part Red, black, it's popping on the grocery store aisle, as Chris mentioned. If you can get to it in person uh, in New Mexico, Texas, over 90 stores, most United supermarkets, Albertsons supermarkets, Market Streets, and in Lubbock, Texas at HEB, or indeed, all over America, an unboxing experience like no other for your taste buds. Shipping it there to all 50 states at jsalsacompany.com. Thanks for making Locked On Texas Tech a part of your day, whenever, wherever, however you are joining us. We appreciate it. Subscribe on YouTube so you never miss an episode or a bonus episode or anywhere you get podcasts. Wrapping her up, and of course, we'll have one more on the other side as we continue to get ready for Texas Tech and Baylor. Saturday night from Jones Stadium. From Jones Stadium in Lubbock, Texas. And why that's something to be celebrated, I'll get to in uh, just a moment. But uh, Chris also wanted to uh, take just a second uh, to speak to the Locked On Texas Tech audience. You just heard us, of course, sharing the good news, Salsa Gospel, from our friends at jsalsacompany.com. And uh, would love to have others be involved who want to be involved. Uh, if you've got a Red Raider business out there, would love to support your business through Locked On Texas Tech, right? Yeah, I mean, we're, we 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 love uh, trying to help out tech-owned businesses. If if you if we can, we're trying to get this podcast going and keep it going and all that. So we definitely appreciate the support. If we can help, uh, you know, whatever it is with your product, I think email address Casey is lockedontech at gmail dot com. Correct. Uh, yeah, you can uh, reach out to us uh, in that way, and we would love to put you in contact with the folks that that run these things so they can keep us going. But uh, man, we we certainly appreciate it. We're about two months in give or take doing this. It's been fun. The numbers have grown, uh, but we just want to try to keep this thing going so we can help out, man, with, with your pitch, your product, or whatever you've got going, man. Please reach out, lockedontech at gmail.com. That's right. We have got uh, room for more stars in the Locked On Texas Tech supporting partner Galaxy. Would love to see you there with your Red Raider owned or otherwise uh, business very soon. So lockedontech at gmail.com. Uh, to get that ball rolling. Why are we celebrating a Texas Tech-Baylor game in Lubbock, Texas from Jones Stadium? Well, you've experienced it already since returning from the Metroplex, Chris, but I feel like it is no small thing once again to just soak in the fact that imagine this, a Big 12 conference game is going to happen in a college town in a college stadium. I despise 
spies. And I haven't really enunciated that first E unlike we do out in Spade, Texas, because I despise it so much. <laughs> Neutral site conference games. And I am still, I know it's not brand new anymore, but I am still basking in the glow, Chris, of having this one back on campus we were talking about earlier in the program how far uh back in time you got to travel to look at a, a baylor win in lubbock jokingly because it's mostly because you didn't play here for quite some time not to mention the fact that you were just beating their pants off back then uh but i really always felt like especially in this series chris when you went to the cotton bowl or you went to cowboys stadium it's texas tech that was giving up all the leverage you had the home field environment. They had tarps, and that always <laughs> vexed me greatly. So I just still want to say thank you to whoever you are out there, probably guys in suits with no televisions in their living rooms, uh, that decided to bring it back to campus, whether we're talking local economic impact or just purely the fact that a game at a college stadium is more fun than an NFL stadium. I'm happy to have it here, and I'm happy to, for the folks in Waco when they get it too. Yeah, you, you know, I, I I had a couple of things there. Uh, I didn't mind it, especially when it was on Thanksgiving weekend. Okay, when it was yeah. on Thanksgiving weekend, it's hard to get. And I'm kind of real curious to see what the Red Raiders, what kind of crowd they draw when Oklahoma's here the Saturday after Thanksgiving. I have a feeling it may not be as good as we want, and that could be a really meaningful game at the time. We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. No students in town. I mean, all all that kind of stuff. And and that's when. Whenever Baylor and Tech were kind of slotted to play in that basically the last regular season game every year, and it was going to be on Thanksgiving weekend, I think Tech was okay giving up that weekend because the, I think it was the 08 year. That was the the Harold Crabtree, all that stuff. And granted, you had just lost Oklahoma, probably didn't necessarily help, but it was not a very good crowd at all. I mean, I was student like, section I think, entirely. I was right yeah. in the middle of a half empty student section. Yeah, the, the locals it, it, showed out, and I think they will again. But the students, it's just really tough, man. Yeah, and, and that and that's that's ten to twelve ish thousand oh, kids, yeah. and and they make the environment. You know this, the most insane ten yeah, to twelve thousand. That's in right. The stadium. But once <laughs> once it got moved away from Thanksgiving weekend, and yeah. it, and it was just kind of in in October, and you were still doing the neutral side thing because they kept doing I think four year deals, so two and two and all that stuff. I, 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 so I didn't mind it, and also didn't mind not going to Waco. I don't mind telling you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hate me. I, I don't. I mean, I, I didn't mind. I didn't mind not having to go to Waco. I'm I've sorry. also Chip, not minded chipping, never going chipping. in my life. <laughs> yeah, chipping. <laughs> was it Chip and Joe or Chip and Joanna? What What are their names? And the Magnolia and all that business. I don't know what all is going on there. I know they've all got the thing going again and all that stuff. I still don't, you know. All across America, because his wife wants to go buy like a painted white tumbleweed. This is a real thing, man. I was at Airbnb in Santa Fe not too long ago. Damn tumbleweed stapled to the wall. I'm like. And they're like trying to be cute, you know, not art. Oh, art. It's art, man. Hey, buddy, I'm an artist. If it just takes <laughs> I am an artist. I yeah. just, yeah, I don't care about so, Waco, but but I, I get it. I, and I and I, I like it that now it's it's back to normal and all those things, but the, it, it had its place, uh, it kind of ran its course because you're right, Texas Tech is the one that was carrying the attendance and selling the tickets, yeah. and 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 it was Really, every kind of year when you kind of felt like you had a chance, you, you felt like you almost had the the, the best uh, crowd advantage and all those things. So that wasn't a bad thing. But it was mainly when it was it was Thanksgiving weekend and you've got that game on a Friday or Saturday, whatever. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I like the fact that it's because uh, I, th I think that this is right. This is going to be Baylor's 
I think third time after that series to play uh, back in Lubbock. I think that's right. Um, I know you beat them on a, a two years ago. I'm trying to remember, or maybe this is the second time. I can't remember. I'm I'm, I'm fading. And you've played in Waco twice because you had the the butt fumble, okay, issue, which was total blown call. Kirby Hocutt would end up being reprimanded. That was in Waco. That was, I think, your first year back. Jet Duffy quarterback and all that stuff and. There was this fumble that really wasn't. It was an illegal snap and all that. And then last year, obviously, you lost uh, at the very tail end of that regular season and all that. So it hadn't been that many years that you've been back on campuses. But yeah. uh, I think this may be the second time I think you're that the Baylor's I, actually playing in Lubbock. So. I'm more open to it outside of conference. Um, I think Texas Tech has just got to figure out how to deal with Thanksgiving weekend. And I think that memory of the 2008 game, I've heard it so many times, is overblown. I was in the middle of a depleted student section there's no doubt about that it was to the brim everywhere else because there are plenty of people in west texas that still either want to come to the oklahoma get smacked around or figured out at some point through delusion in west texas that they're an okie so they put on an oklahoma shirt and show up anyway i think you've got to get kind of like you do creative with texas tech basketball around the time that students are gone and i know it could be a very valuable game but get butts and seats I don't know how you you mark them down, you give them away, hopefully not doing something like Texas Christian is doing this week or free trials like Stanford or whoever's doing that. <laughs> don't go there. But you know what I'm saying, Chris? I mean, I really do think you have a way to deal with that weekend and get through it while not just having a totally empty stadium. And, of course, winning and interesting football and things like that will obviously help it. But I'm just so much – invested in the fact that I want college games and college atmospheres. I get so tired of watching these sterilized meet and greets at some of these like, you know, kickoff classics and whatever. And part of that has to do with the dance partner, by the way, Baylor, they didn't care even when they're good. I guess they care now. I mean, so many times you'd show up there in Arlington. Oh, and they, like, they were yeah, ranked. Yeah, they were one. ranked really high and all that. And they black. still were. I, in fact, and it's like 45 minutes up the road, man. I'm like, what, what are we so doing? So the, the dance partner matters a lot, too. But hey, uh, you know, because you know what Waco stands for? We ain't coming out. Yeah, that's that's some David, <laughs> that's some David Koresh. Have you ever seen the series, Waco? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I thought that was I've, a Baptist joke. To be I've, honest, I've, be drinking I've, in the closet I've, I've or left, something. I've left Casey Cowan speechless. I'm shocked. Uh, yeah, there I you did go. see no, but the it, documentary it's, Waco on FX. Okay, yeah, I just never knew. Uh, I just never knew why they wouldn't attend that game. Uh, I don't know, but, man. Uh, I don't know if it's just smaller. I don't know. I mean, they stunk forever, so maybe that's it. But well, because I mean, the, the, your first game in Waco, I mean, I think that was close to sold out, and they've got a brand new stadium and all those things, and it's yeah. it is not an easy place to play. <laughs> uh, I think uh, you know it, they've they've started to get that thing turned around. But anyway, I, but bottom line is, I'm glad that they're kind of back and home and home. And yeah, let's I don't keep this rolling. I don't know. You know, here, here's the thing. I wonder if there's a scenario or an opponent to where you would end up having a, a neutral site scenario series with it. Cause I don't really think it exists. And the only reason you did it to me, to my knowledge in the first time was I think you had some heads up from the league. Hey, this is the way the schedule is kind of going to lay out. You're going to end up playing the same opponent on this same weekend, you know, going forward. And, and then, and then that kind of changed, but that's the reason why they did it. And I understood it at the time, but I just don't know if there's a scenario that exists now to where, uh, you would say, "Hey, man, let's not play at each other's places. Let's let's play, let's meet halfway, whatever it may be." But the also the fun part was Jerry World. That's when it was new, and it was 
it was like a bowl type atmosphere. You've played some games in NRG Stadium against Houston and, and all that. I could maybe see a scenario to I mean, would you be how, how about this? Let me pitch this to you. What if what if you get to a scenario where you're playing Houston every year and you say, Hey, let's play in the Alamo Dome in San Antonio? Would you be would you be down with that or would you say I don't no, man, I, I just I'm hate fine. I hate losing home games, man. I, I got uh, you. for ticket yeah. holders, uh local businesses. You only get six or seven of them. I mean, it's yeah, just no, you're, I hear you. You're right. And there's such an impact. And tech is a big city as it relates to most of these college yeah. towns. You know, but I, I was I know just trying still, to sell, I was trying to sell you on something, but that was that's the only thing I could come up with. I'll, that, I'm willing to compromise. Houston, how about we never come to your stadium? You always come to ours, <laughs> and we'll go to San Antonio every once in a while. Because San Antonio, and, and that's the reason I mentioned that, San Antonio and I thought Jerry World, there's some stadiums in like that, that are like bowl-type atmospheres that it's really fun to be in. But sure. I get I get not giving up the home game, and you're right. Those are precious. They're probably, in some ways, Casey, going to be even more valuable uh, depending on – what happens with the yep. league and, and all those things, you're going to need really everything you can get from an economic uh, push to all the home games that you can get. So I, I doubt you would even entertain okay. such a, unless the money was right, but I don't know what the, all that works either. So I'll let I, someone else figure that out. Just the feel of a deflated neutral side environment when that environment stinks is as bad as it fair. gets. And it's That's sometimes fair. like, man, even the worst home environments on a college campus are better than that. Just because of whatever maniacs are in the building or whatever's happening that particular day. Uh, on campus so i that's just my take and and not everybody may agree with it and i know there are plenty of metroplex red raiders who are like no I'll keep bringing a few more out here yeah. we'd love to just take a quick drive well there's no quick drive anywhere i guess there but we'd love to take a short drive uh over to see them play somewhere we'll see what the future holds but i'm thinking for a while at least we're gonna have a uh a full-time think, on campus conference slate and i do think north texas is on your upcoming non-conference schedule i'll be interested to see if that is a. Uh... Because you know there there were some times when Texas Stadium was still upright. You know, I went to some of those games in the yeah. in the mid to late nineties, and and they would say, "Hey man, when it's our home game, let's play at Texas Stadium." And if you're tech, you're like, "Absolutely, let's do that." Uh, so I'll be interested to see if kind of if there's any sort of because I don't I don't think North Texas Stadium holds but about thirty five or so, and I would guess that would be heavily attended by some uh, Red Raider fans. So, yeah, and you know, Chris, I mean, if you go to any of these bigger sites in those types of settings. And you're Texas Tech, you're always willing to say, well, okay, yeah, we'll have more Red Raiders able to show up more easily yep. there than at the Flying V or whatever they call that stadium. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I do – I just don't want to lose games in Lubbock. If you're going somewhere else other than North Texas's stadium or Houston's stadium or whatever, I could not care any less. I think it's a great thing for Tech, as a matter of fact, because the fans are going to show up and be more yeah. able to come at those than not. But we tried it for a while with Baylor. Cowboys Stadium novelty wore off. Baylor never wanted to dance. <laughs> Baptist. And then again, you just got to the point where eventually you felt like, dude, look at these numbers at the end of the year. That's our lowest attended game. Like, I remember some of those years, like 30 or 40,000. Like, why are we traveling out here to go to the light, most lightly attended game of the year as far as Big 12 play is concerned? So, congratulations. Regardless of results Saturday night, we should be happy as uh, college football fans that we're back on campus, at least, I think, for the time being. Uh, appreciate you guys for joining us once again on Locked On Texas Tech. Make sure to make Locked On Sports today your second listen or viewing right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Anything else, Chris? Keep hope alive, people. <laughs> Thanks for the time, as always, my man. And uh, we're back for one more again to wrap up the week and get you primed and ready 
for Red Raiders and Bears. And as I mentioned, uh, check out on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts the uh, crossover episode as we joined uh, Locked On Baylor for a Red Raider Bear conversation up right now as a uh, bonus Locked On Texas Tech episode. Thanks to those who have subscribed so far. Do it if you haven't. Tell someone you know to do it as well. For Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. We'll see you tomorrow back here on Locked On Texas Tech.